the Yak Babies. Sex, Presidents, and Sometimes Books. Welcome to Yak Babies, a podcast on the internet sponsored by Commander Satan's Hell House Outlet. Evil on a budget never looks so good. My name is Aaron, here are my personal pals Dave. Hello. We have Brick. Hi there. And of course, calling from Old Ireland, we have Old Irish Nico. Hello. Thank you. Hello as well. <laughs> Thank you. Folks, they say good things come in threes, but as is always the case, we don't know. <laughs> we were talking about literary trilogies today on the podcast. Trilogies. And we want to know, sort of let's explore this 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 topic. So Nico, I feel like you read a lot of these, or not trilogies, but like multiple entries because you read so much fantasy and sci-fi which tends to come in kind of like series structure do you find trilogy is a, a sort of a go-to sort of structure for those kinds of books or is that is it evolved beyond trilogies at this point what would you say is the i prefer trilogies because i i Why think i think three is like trilogies as opposed to like 10 book series or longer ones because like right honestly like fuck it fuck a 10 book series like it's gonna take you years to read it if that's all you do and i i i can't i can't pay attention so so i a couple episodes ago i quit the brandon sanderson 10 book series on book four and i think that's like that's like my limit it's like three and then when i go into the fourth it has to be really good or else i'm gonna start just getting bored well aren't aren't each of those books like Half a million words long. Yeah, yeah. So it was a miracle that <laughs> I even got there. I guess. Yeah. That one, the what was it the Lawgiver series was a trilogy, right? Lawbringer. Yeah. Oh yeah, the one that we read, the first law. Yeah. Yeah, the first law. Sorry. Yeah. Yes. Right. Yeah. That that's a. That's the one with the torture. Yeah, yeah. That's a trilogy, and then he wrote a trilogy in a in a future time, and I kind mm. of I, I don't mind those. Like the Expanse series is nine books long but it's basically trilogies like there there's two trilogies that are kind of tied together and then there's a 25 year gap and then it picks back up and there's one more trilogy when they're like all old but i think that i think it's terrible when it's it's it it happens a lot with ya fantasy when they basically have one an idea for one book and they stretch it into a trilogy so they can sell more books and so each book instead of being a complete story is one act of a story that's that's the worst and you can tell you can tell about halfway through the first book and then it's like this is i'm I'm reading one of those right now actually it's called the scythe series and it started off with a really good idea it's like in a post-death world like where they figured out how to cheat death and people are basically immortal how do they deal with population like population growth and the answer is to to kill people almost and and it's like how do you do that who does it what are their what's their morality all this kind of stuff great for the first half of the book and then it's like oh fuck this is going to be a trilogy should be one book <laughs> this is interesting because like you're on the one hand you think trilogies is like the a good sort of target but also if it's intentional it sounds like it's more frustrating too for you no i think it's it's when oh. it's it's an act I, I mean, I would say an actual trilogy, and it's a, each one can stand by itself. So what uh, one good example is the there's a Robert Jackson Bennett series, I think, called The City, something, The Divine Cities, I think. And it's three books, and each one is a complete story, and then the characters change in the next one, and, like, the scope changes, the setting changes. But, it, but it's all tied together, and it's all kind of one big story. And I think right. that that is that's great when, when it, it's pulled off well and when it actually is like three stories in it that can feel kind of 
uh, epic in a way that one book maybe can't in terms of scale. But I think it's right. it can also feel terrible when it's one, when it's the opposite and it's one book stretched in three. Yeah, I hate them, and I almost never read serialized fiction for that reason. Like when it because it oftentimes feels just like stretched out and not substantive. I think in order for them to be books that I want to read, they mm-hmm. need to be able to stand alone, like you're saying. But especially lately, those are those are so few and far. Like since what twilight harry potter i don't know that that kind of era and you know 15 20 years ago where it just exploded and you're right mostly in in ya where it's like i read so many kind of not very good books for for when i do slush reading and so many of them are like oh this guy is just or, or woman is just really hoping to launch a series but the book's no good right so and you're right you could figure it out halfway through the first book and like i don't need to read this Right, because this isn't going to resolve, and I don't—I shouldn't say I don't need to. I don't want to read this, right? Because it, like, if you're writing, if if the book is an act for a larger story, like that's asking a lot of a reader before it's established. I—I I, I don't know. I—I I think a good example is Star Wars, right? Like, if the first one didn't have a beginning, middle, and an end, no one would have stuck stuck around for the second one, right? And I think that probably sets the standard. And even then, like. The second movie ends on a send-off to the mm-hmm. third, but it has its own complete arcs and stuff. And it feels like a lot of serialized stuff doesn't. It's just a it's like the Netflix yeah. model in books where they just keep going. Which some people some people probably love that, but I I don't I don't have the patience for that. And and if I do want that, I'm gonna get it in a TV show mm-hmm. and not reading hundreds and hundreds and Yeah, hundreds I mean it seems pages. like world building is the new like catchphrase for or like the sort of like the 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 buzz term for like what makes for good writing and so much of world building is filling out space at least in in my estimation filling out space in a pre-planned five novel series so it's like well i can spend a good 170 pages here talking about the history of this one well and that'll build the world out but also it will take up some space it's like this 100 percent sucks <laughs> i don't know that that's probably a little unfair and i also think it's a it might be a little unfair to compare a slush pile with like actual series that people read and that people like but they're still they're still aspiring to the same format i guess is what i'm saying obviously the writing's not as good but the what they're what they're trying to make is is the thing about serialized stuff that i find unappealing right which is these there it's sort of it seems like the goal is not to tell a story, but like Aaron's saying, to create a world or to create a franchise or to create a, a property, right? And it, there, there's, it, it just doesn't seem the same. Does it never, has it never worked for you? No, yeah, I don't think so. I can't think of a lot of, I mean, I never really read them as, as kids either, like serialized stuff, so. But there's there's a difference between like a story that literally doesn't have an ending, like some of those, those YA series and a story like, even the Hunger Games, where there's at least, at least each book, it stands on its own, to a, to a certain extent, and I think the 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 people that are imitating that without completely understanding it are the ones that start off writing a third of a story and then trying to publish that as the first book in a series instead of writing a full a full series. Maybe I don't know. I mean, the Hunger Games, the Maze Runner, all of those. It seemed like the first one was okay, and then like, oh, we need to make this into something bigger, right? Not, I have more story to tell. And like, I thought the third Hunger Games was terrible. This, the second one was okay, but it 
was not as good as the first one. And then Maze Runner was the same way. They're like, well, we need to make this something bigger. And it's like, well, do you actually, or does it sell to make it something bigger? And and, and that's what it feels like to me, right? Where they're... You mean you feel like those books were not intended to be series, but they, like the first one sold so well that they went to the writer and said, hey, make more of these, turn this into a series? I don't know, but I, that, I think a lot of books feel that way, yeah, right? Or like the first one's a proof of concept, and then everyone's just swinging for the fences. Can we think of any trilogies, like notable, notable literary trilogies that are in the literary fiction genre that are not fantasy or sci-fi or, or young adult? Updike. Well, that was four. That was four, yeah. So I guess it's beyond trilogy. But yeah, that's yeah, that's I hadn't thought about that. That's a good one. I thought of I can only think of um, The Rainbow and Women in Love by D.H. Lawrence are the, the sequels, but there's not a third. The USA trilogy. Have you read that, Dave? John Dos Passos. Has anyone read that? I mean, this should no. be a uh-huh. Yak Challenge. Read the yeah. USA trilogy by John Dos Passos. There's a Richard Ford trilogy, I think, that mm. the first ones You read a couple of those, I think, right? The I read the sports writer. writer. I couldn't get through the won. second one I think yeah. is called Independence Day. And he won the Pulitzer I think, for it. He won some award for the sequel, which is right. Seems rare. And then I think he wrote a third one. Didn't Philip Roth? The Zuckerman novel. At least a few with the same Yeah. I'm not the same character, right? There's Yeah. It's not, it's not really the same. That's like counting a series. I hate to tell you. I hate to tell you guys that's the same. <laughs> no, it, no, it's not. Like so Kurt <laughs> yeah. if, if you It's the same as like No, because Kurt Kurt Vonnegut pulls different characters into a bunch of different stories. They're they're not actually connected. Yeah, but that's the same as like Dashiell Hammett writing the like a series of mystery novels with the same private investigator. Like that's that's what a series is. It's this it's the same character, the yeah, same kind I of guess novel. So. I don't know. I, 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 you're, you're not wrong, but I think there's a difference between the serialization where the character recurs in different things and a serialized plot. And I, I think that, that that's the one that I like, like Sherlock Holmes, right? I wouldn't consider that one long. You can pick those up anywhere, right? Or, or Poirot, you know, uh, with Agatha Christie, like, and, and Dashiell Hammett, like reusing a character for different things is, is maybe a different, a different form of the thing, but that doesn't, that doesn't feel the same to me as a plot that takes multiple books to tell. What, so what's, where do you draw the line? Yeah, like, you, so like the expanse each, each, like maybe you guys haven't read the novels, but you might've seen the TV show, like each se- each book or se- season of the TV show stands on its own, but is part of a, of an overarching story. So what I, I think I mean you don't you don't you can you can pick up the expanse in any season and you can follow that season. You don't you don't need to know the the background. So what is it like you have to read the previous books before before you can read like the newest one? Would that be the line? Like could you pick up the third expanse book and, and yeah. understand what's going on? Right? Then that sounds like it's probably falls in the category of these that are good. Right? I don't know if that's I don't know right. if or at least good if that's a marker of whether it's good or not either. Sorry, maybe good's not the word. If th- those it's are just a certain kind of series, I think. Maybe maybe that's like more yeah. episodic, maybe. Maybe. I don't know. The frustration I have with, with most serialized stuff is that it feels to me like the the structure takes a back seat to something else i i guess is 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 what i'm saying like Mm -hmm. i i get really upset when a when a book doesn't have an ending i think Mm -hmm. that sucks right and i don't want to read more right and if the if the author's asking Mm -hmm. me to like wait three books to get a resolution i'm out right unless like unless your book's really good but the truth is if your book doesn't have contained arcs that end your book's probably not really good and i'm not going to hang in right i think there's a lot of swapping 
dramatic irony and cliffhangers and stuff for actual conflict and resolution that happens when maybe the goalposts are set before before some of the more yeah. important things. But I, I also like if people like it, great. You know, like there's some people that want to read just never ending uh, Wheel of Time. I mean, thing. but like, that's, that's yeah. Cool. The you know, I I think I the the commercial considerations are probably more similar than you're thinking like the the reason that you know sequels happen in movies and stuff is because people know the characters and because the the audience can be built and can grow from one to the next and that to me is not entirely different from philip roth using the same characters I don't know. I think it is. It's a little different only in, in the sense, I think that the Zuckerman novels are just about like um, even the rabbit series is about like rabbit's life story. Whereas the Zuckerman novels are more just like about like things that seem to happen when Nathan Zuckerman is around. And there are sometimes about him. Sometimes he's kind of like an ancillary character, but there's like, he's always just like in this mix. And so he's more like a sort of like a Zelig figure in some ways. And he's like these stories. He's like always around doing stuff. So it's not like you're not really getting the story. I mean, I guess you kind of are, but not like the full story arc of Nathan Zuckerman's life, but more like sort of like things that happened to him that were significant that also led to other good stories. Like the Ghost Rider is the first one and it's really good. Yeah. And you can read that book yeah. on its own and never pick up another Zuckerman novel again and be fine. And the human stain is tied to it, but not yeah. really. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I can't imagine Kurt Vonnegut was ever like, the world needs more Kilgore Trout, right? Or his publisher was like, why don't you work Kilgore Trout into this so it like comes around more? Like, I don't think... You don't think, I don't that, think ever, that conversation ever happened? The- no, I really don't. <laughs> I, I would I would be willing to bet that his editor at some point was like, why don't you put Kilgore Trout, why don't you do another Kilgore Trout book? Maybe that wasn't the reason he did it, but I would bet that that conversation happened. I don't, so, no so, Aaron, like, what would you say is the reason for having Zuckerman? Because he's there? Philip Roth. Like, he's Philip Roth's, like, literary yeah, a, uh, fiction suit. Like cipher, yeah. yeah. So he's just like, he writes about himself. Oh, just for, for himself to... It's like a different version of him that he puts himself into, basically, to like navigate these these scenarios or whatever. Yeah, yeah. but I, I mean, I think on in, in, the, in the positive column, the reason that, you know, series can be satisfying is because you, you do have more room. And if you do have more to say about that character, then you can, you know, you can shade it more 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 finely and you can make more complexity and you can kind of have you know more arcs and more things can can change more things can happen that you know etc etc yeah and i think it's i mean it's i love the rabbit series and the fact that updike saw something like character and wanted to keep going with it and it's like saw could use this as a way to like talk about the 60s and 70s and 80s and 90s in the way he wanted to. Now they're not all great, but they're worth reading. I certainly enjoyed reading them. And it's cool. And it works. Super cool. Yeah. So I like that. But it does feel like it has it's this like larger project. It's not just well, I don't know. I guess it's not true. I was just saying it's not plot driven. It kind of is plot driven. It probably for me it's just the fact that I don't read a lot of uh these series. Um there's it's except for comics, which is like ongoing series. Sometimes mm-hmm. forever. Yeah. I mean action comics have been going on for over a thousand issues yeah. now. Is Saga still going? It sure is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Someday. Nico, you you read all the Game of Thrones no. books, right? No, God, no. Kathleen did. She liked them. But mostly because, like, I mean, she reads a lot of books and her friends were reading those books. So that was enough for her to read them. Yeah. I don't know. Did you guys watch that show? No. No. 
I, I, I watched it with you for a while and I never finished it. Yeah, it was really one of the worst endings, I think, ever in the history of writing. It was so bad. <laughs> yeah, uh, but I would say The Expanse is is like really a really good, you know, it's all on Amazon. If you're if you're itching for a thing, it's 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 I would say the my kind of what I would hold up as the standard of kind of genre fiction that can be more than just cranked out, like repeated. Sure. I'm 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 much more willing to go along with that when it's a TV show than a book. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's the same guys and it's the same stories. So I don't know. But it's not the same. It's not the same thing, though, right? Like I was intrigued enough to to consider following up on the Joe Abercrombie book. I still haven't done it, but I might. Mm. And that's pretty rare for me. Like I, I usually wouldn't do that. Um, so yeah. that would be. A, I definitely was frustrated when that book ended. I was like, ah, oh, god damn it, this is not an ending. Yeah, that was a tough. That was a tough <laughs> one. I did not remember that that was that was happening. But I did. I mean, I, I still remember <laughs> kind of what was going on in that book, and I remember the characters. They obviously made an impact on mm. me. Um, so there's enough there yeah. to, that would be worth following up on. Whether I actually will do it or not is remains to be seen. I mean, he's definitely one of the most popular. I think. Or most respected, maybe, like fantasy authors. Yeah, I saw someone reading it on the bus a while back, and I was like, "Oh yeah, there he is." Yeah, there he is. <laughs> it was him himself reading his own book on the bus, and then he punched me. Listeners, tell us about your thoughts on literary series. Can you uh, do you dig at these trilogies, these sort of ongoing series? Or do you get sort of stymied by them in some ways? Do you want just a, a natural ending? Talk to us on Twitter at Yak Babies. And also email us at yakbabiespodcast at gmail.com. And then you can find us on Patreon. Patreon.com slash yakbabies has our bonus episodes. Oh my gosh, there's so much there. There's Bro to Bro where we discuss the important topics of our, of our time. Like, for instance, what direction do you wipe? And also there's drafts. There's uh, lots of just like unused audio clips where we're talking about funny stuff or being inappropriate. And giving it to you for only a dollar. Totally just... <laughs> Yeah, including from this episode. Multiple. And then our merch, tinyurl.com slash yakbabies. We have some posters and t-shirts and stuff and up there, all designed by Brick and all very funny and good. So check those out too. Until then, Yak Babies, yakking off. The Yak Babies would like to thank all the loyal listeners, and especially their patrons, both past and present, including Michael, Bonnie, Sebastian, David, Roger, Kathleen, Bailey, Andrew, and William Howard Taft. Oh.